Next on BYU Sports Nation, the latest in BYU to the Big 12, what Tom Homel told ESPN.com. Also, SB Nation's Jason Kirk on the Cougars' candidacy for Power 5 expansion. Plus, how BYU TV would work with the Cougars in the Big 12. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, your host. Jerem Jordan, and Jason Shepard. Happy Monday, people. BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And when I mean everywhere, it's all over the country, the BYU 50 box in Idaho today. It is Monday, July 25th. Jerem Jordan alongside a man who literally was in Missouri at 3 p.m. yesterday, <laughs> yesterday and drove all the way back, got home this morning, and is here on the show today, Jason Shepard. Well, with yesterday being Pioneer Day, uh, you we thought did, you'd make that. Well, trek. we decided yeah. we would make that trek, but we were lazy and didn't want to take a handcart, so yeah. we just drove. Yeah, they would have. They, they would have taken a car. If, if given yeah. the option, yeah. the pioneers would have done the exact same that's, thing. That's for sure. So yeah, I, I literally got to my house this morning at seven fifteen a.m. and we're like, "Hey, you might as well be on the show. Let's go." <laughs> uh, what you didn't miss, and I knew you wouldn't miss, was all the Comic Con trailers that came out: <sighs> Justice League, Wonder Woman, a new Kong. Uh, there was all kinds of Doctor Strange, another trailer, another ba- uh, Batman Lego movie trailer. That was awesome. That's what the best part of the Comic Con. If you're not going to be there, have you ever been to that? By the way, no, probably won't. Yeah, and, and I probably won't either. But all of the trailers. But if we do, we'll go the, together. It, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we could do the show from there. How about? Ooh, ooh we got an idea. Let everybody else next year. Conan's doing his show from there. Why can't BYU Sports Nation do it? We always ask ourselves, what's Conan doing? So that, that would line up perfect. All those trailers were great. What was the one you liked the most? Justice League. Mm. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Superman geek. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's it for me, Superman. Yeah. Even though he wasn't in the trailer. Spoiler alert, he wasn't in the trailer. That's true. He wasn't uh, in the trailer. He wasn't wait, in at all. wait a minute. Yeah, but it, it was fantastic. I, I can't wait. And I liked Batman versus Superman. I, I really liked it. I know a lot of people didn't. Yeah. I loved it. Hmm. So to be able to see the kind of continuation of this, Awesome. Yeah, it, it looked fun. Wonder Woman looked legit. Uh, Kong Skull Island, actually. Samuel Jackson's in that, so now I'm like, oh, I have to see it. Well, I, then I, you'd I, have to see it. every movie. He's in every movie. <laughs> I, I guess I have here's to see what, Here's what disappoints me about Wonder Woman. There's no invisible jet. Although, if it is invisible, maybe it was in there and we just didn't see it. <laughs> it that's exactly right. That's like a couple years ago, The Onion did a story on the Ninja Parade. They, all these people line up in a city and they watch the parade, but no one's there because they can't see them. But they have documentation from like 1978 of like a picture of a ninja like jumping from a power pole. That's all they. Every year they show up, no one's there. <laughs> Who would you use Wonder Woman's lasso of truth on today? Uh, today, today, Bob Bowlesby. <laughs> yeah, get into the Big Twelve. Yes. Which brings us to today's Twitter question. <laughs> In light of uh, last week, the uh, Texas governor, lieutenant governor, Texas uh, University, Texas president endorsing Houston. Today's Twitter question: Who needs to endorse BYU? To help the Cougars lock down a Big 12 invite. This, there have been some good responses. There, some of these we can't read. Yeah, that's right. And that's, yeah, that's when you know it's good. At Susan Rasmussen 7, J.J. Watt, who actually okay. plays four years and so a little irony in there. Bluebell Ice Cream and the NRA. Use the hashtag BYUSN. They're, they're going to where these people live, aren't they? 
Big 12 country. <laughs> Might as well. Speaking of, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. According to ESPN.com, BYU's athletic director Tom Homo has notified the Big 12 of interest in joining the conference and would be open to discussing a football-only option to get into the league, although that's not the preference. More on this article and what came out. Uh, over the weekend, coming up in What's Trending. I love that all this is is public and everyone's talking about it freely. I yes. love it. I love it. The, I, I love what's going on right now, by the way. I, like, previous to this, I was not on this train because it didn't have much to do with BYU. You're on board now. Now I'm I saw the, on board. I saw the tweet uh, from Friday's show. Have you seen my Twitter avatar? It's the, yes, Big, it's 12 the Big 12 logo, logo with the cougar on it. Let's go. Fantastic logo, by the way. BYU basketball's leading scorer, Chase Fisher, is taking his talents overseas to Italy after signing a one-year deal with the Italian team, Givova Scafati. Givova Scafati. Congratulations to Chase Fisher. Absolutely. He's going to get paid to play ball. Need a lot of, uh, eat a lot of Italian food. That, that will be awesome. Gelato? Gelato. Thank you. Former BYU wide receiver Cody Hoffman will also be eating different food. He's back in the Canadian Football League. He joined the Montreal Alouettes on Friday as a practice squad player. So hopefully he can make it onto the roster and play again. Absolutely. And Jacob Brugman of the Nashville Sound went two for three with two RBI and a double yesterday as they defeated the Omaha Storm Chasers. I was very close to Omaha yesterday mm. by final score of 6-5. to five. There you go. With that in mind, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Tom Homo speaks. ESPN Big 12 writer Jake Trotter revealed several nuggets about BYU's thoughts on hot-button topics with the Big 12 on ESPN.com late last week. Many of these are, uh, I don't know, assumed, or we understood that this would probably happen soon, but here we are in day, I don't know what today is, day six of Big 12 Expansion Watch, and here's what came out of that article. Namely, that BYU has reached out to the Big 12 to express interest. No big surprise here, but obviously this was going to happen, and BYU had... Uh, for years, uh, we believe, uh, talked to the Big 12. And now they, we know that they have uh, since Tuesday's announcement when I missed it and Jason was here for that day. It was a glorious day. It was a glorious day. It was better to be here the next day when I could react. Full <laughs> membership, number two, full membership is BYU's goal, but Tom Homo is open to discussing a football-only invite. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I like, the, I like the, the thought process. You're going all in. That, that's what you want. But if the only way to get a seat at the table is football only, then you're not going to turn that down. Yeah. The, the, the whole objective is to get in there however you can get in there. Because once you're in there, even if it's just football only, then you can work on the other stuff. Once you're in, you're, you're a part of it. And then it's only a matter of time you would expect before everything else comes in. It's like my membership at Costco. I just got the $55 one, like the 110 where oh. you make money back. Oh. I don't spend enough to like there to get to you get in like 2 back. hours before everybody else. If no, it, you're right, anyone can go in. But when I walk in there I'm like, not anyone can go in here. Wait, anyone can pay the fee. But you you're right. You just want to get in there and then you see what happens. But I I'm on the football only would be a concession. But beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, I mean, nobody who's going to immediately say, all right, well, let's just give that as option A. Yes. That, that's not we the first only option. only want football only. Yeah. That's not the case. That, yeah. that's, that's if everything else fails, and I don't want to that, that kind of makes it sound like, like it's negative or something. If, if the only way that I really think that the football only thing comes into play is if the, the fact that it, the no Sunday option is really a bigger deal than than we thought. And and I really don't think 
that when it comes down to it, it's going to be that difficult to work it out, which ironically, Tom Homo told Jake Trotter, he feels that BYU can, quote, work out the Sunday play. There you go. And, and that would be great because when we say Sunday play, we are not talking about football. We are not even talking about men's basketball, as we chronicled last week, as we looked at the deterrence of BYU into the Big 12, one of those being Sunday play, that it's mainly baseball and softball and some women's soccer, little women's volleyball. You could figure that out, I think. But I, I think you're right. In the, in the negotiation stage, which Bob Bowlesby and David Bourne said last week in the teleconference, we will, we will talk to two-part uh, you know, kind of gauge the interest and then negotiate. And I thought, what are they negotiating, right? Is either you're in or you're not. The negotiation part on for BYU would be, okay, how do we work around thing like Sunday play? And then coming up, we will talk about, speaking of negotiation, what role will BYU TV play if BYU is in the Big 12? Like, how would that work with the rights holder? Michael Miner, the senior coordinating producer, will join us. We will discuss that coming up as well. You know, one of the things about the Sunday play, and I don't know if you saw this, I, I believe it came out yesterday, uh, Barry Trammell from the Oklahoman. While you were driving home, you while, read this. While I was, while I was <laughs> driving, it was one of the times that uh, my wife and I switched seats, and she there was driving, go. and I was able to... Honey, I've got an article. Let's pull up. When, when I was it. actually able to get cell service driving across Nebraska and Wyoming. Uh, but he brought up a great point, that in terms of the Sunday play, it's like, look at the, look at the teams that... When you qualify for postseason, there's a little bit of scrambling that the NCAA goes through in order to accommodate BYU, and they're able to do it in a split second. I mean, it happens very quickly. So if you can work things out that quickly in those situations, imagine if you have time. And we don't know once this all comes into play and if everything becomes official, whenever that is, you know, we don't know when BYU is actually going to start playing. So, But you've got to imagine you're going to have some advance notice, clearly. So if you can do it immediately going into a postseason, when you've got time on your hands to work it out, you sh- it shouldn't be an issue. My only knock on that is there's just a l- way more games involved. Sure, sure. Like with BYU and Sunday play in the NCAA tournament, it'd be like one or two games, if that. And yeah, it's way out in front. Whereas baseball, it's like, okay, for BYU's schedule, you're going to have to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday instead of a Friday, Saturday, Saturday Sunday, Sunday situation. So yeah, I-, I agree though. I think you can work that out. If... if and I've said this, if BYU's left out of the Big 12 because of Sunday play, they just didn't want BYU. You can work yes. around that. Yes. You really can. And then finally, BYU, uh, Tom Homel to Jake Trotter on ESPN.com, BYU would be willing to take partial distribution initially to join the league. Not a big surprise. Now, here's what happened with Utah, Colorado, West Virginia, TCU, all these, all these teams that went into a Power 5. They took, I believe, uh, it was either 0 or 25% the first year, 50, 75, and then I believe finally this year, there are a couple teams, I believe West Virginia and TCU, yeah. in year five or four, four for them, uh, full distribution of money. That is like the 30-ish million dollars from the Big 12. Even if BYU gets 25%, that is, that is more, more than- on par or more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is expected, than what BYU is getting from ESPN. Those numbers aren't necessarily public. But 25% would still be good, and then fit, you go from there. Yeah, Beggars can't be ex- choosers. This is par for the course. As you mentioned, some of the other universities that have gone to other conferences, this is just what happens. This is what you expect. This is not a surprise to anybody. I mean, when we started this segment, you mentioned a lot of these things are things we assumed but now we actually have confirmation that they've been discussed. So, yeah, this is just par for the course and, and what everybody expects. Now, it, how, how much 
you know, it goes up every year. Maybe that's what you negotiate. But I, but any school that's joining the Big 12 or any other conference knows you're going to have some form of this. Yeah, absolutely. And and is BYU in the past, you remember uh, the Big East said that BYU's lawyer was a piece of work? <laughs> <laughs> That, that's because BYU comes with the Sunday play. They come with their own network. They come with some unique uh, assets to the table. Uh, obviously, Sunday play is unique in that way. I believe there's like it's a D2 or D3 school. That's the only other school that, like BYU, says, okay, we're not going to play on Sunday. And that's a non-negotiable thing for BYU. So it's, okay, how can we work this out, like Tom Homel said? I also have the question, what else is being negotiated from these other teams? Like... If Houston sits there, what's being negotiated? How much they take in distribution coming in? Uh, but what else is there? Like, does the FedEx dude from Memphis say, "Hey, we'll give you X how close, million"? How close can they like, get when there's a Texas recruiter on site? <laughs> exactly. Like, we won't <laughs> because beat te- Texas. Because Texas apparently is their best friend now. Yeah. They're apparently BFFs. Now, yeah. Now they're tied like unto a dish or something. I I don't know. Use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in. And uh, we'll, we'll dive into this some more with Jason Kirk of SB Nation coming up. Like I mentioned, uh, Michael Miner, our senior coordinating producer. How BYU would work with the primary rights holders, ESPN and Fox, uh, and how that would work. So that's all coming up. Our Twitter question today, in the spirit of Texas, uh, Houston getting some endorsements from uh, the Texas government and the University of Texas president, who needs to endorse BYU to help the Cougars lock down a Big 12 invite? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Uh, let's go to the Twitter machine. This one's great. At Still Team Riley brings it, man. <laughs> and why, why is he at Still Team Riley? It's got to be Oprah. You get an invite, and you get an invite, and you get an invite. Hopefully, there, well, there's two or four. But, yeah, I get it. Hey, I don't, as long as there's one and it goes BYU's way, I don't care who else gets the invite. Do you think it will be two or four? Are they going to go up to 14 teams all of a sudden or just stick with two? I don't know. I mean, we, this has been a conference that has, has fought expansion so much. It's just – it's almost – comical to me to think that immediately that they're going to just get it and say, you know what, we really do need to go to 14. So two. 14 makes the most sense. Yeah. I, I, I think probably two, but I mean, at the end of the day, all of the stuff that's come out has been so positive for the Big 12. And the, the spin, the positive spin that's been put on this is this was unanimous, everybody's on board. If they're truly on board and they're in this to save the Big 12 Conference and steady it and make it strong, then maybe they do go 14. That would, that would be a I mean, proactive, got, progressive move, you which you're right, think, that's not been the mantra. No, that. that hasn't been the mantra so far. Regardless of two or four, you've got to think BYU's in. J- just common sense tells you and all of the metrics, everything you look at, just as I mentioned, just simple common sense. BYU should be eleven or twelve, and yeah. probably eleven. More conversation coming up in the next segment. But what's really important is what's coming up on September third, Jason. Oh yeah! Countdown to the Wildcats. Forty days. We're forty days away, man. I'm I'm not saying start a fast or anything, but we are forty days <laughs> away. Coming up. How BYU TV would work with the Big 12. But first, Jason Kirk of SB Nation on the Cougars' candidacy in the Big 12 and your tweets. This is BYU Sports Nation. I, I can't wait for the game, man. Do you know, do you know what's uh, next week? Fall camp, baby! Oh, it starts. You were, it's, you it's were scoping out Big 12 game. country. You better believe it.
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We're simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversations happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. There are so many different ways that you can check out BYU TV content, including this very show, BYU Sports Nation, live and on demand. It's the BYU TV app. My five-year-old is con- – I'm not joking. This is not, I'm not just saying this because it's where I work. He is constantly on BYU TV watching old games. That's awesome. He is all, always what, – What are some of his like, favorite like, old games? Well, he loves like, – when I say old games, I mean, mean like, like, this 2013. Pa- like this past season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, games that the have already been played. The classic against UConn, man, he, that was back in 2015. Like he's back watching the baseball games, and he'll yeah. watch the women's well, basketball. He or ba- yeah. yeah. Well, no, he just – Oh, he knows all the players. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, that's it's cool. Great. So the, that's cool. Da- if you don't have the BYU TV app, make sure you download it, please. It's great during the summer. I mean, because the fall you get into the current season, but you can go back and watch like McMahon to now. Yeah, there, there's a lot of games out there, so check it out. Hey, you could watch. I don't know. You could probably go back and watch BYU versus Texas. That was a good game. Or maybe BYU versus team. Houston. You got two games there. BYU versus Houston. That 2013 game was way underrated. That was a great game. Was awesome. I, I said before that game, Houston was five and zero. Uh, and I said, they're the most overrated 5-0 team in the country. BYU's going to beat them by 17-plus. I know. That's where this all started. It was a one-point game. The next week, BYU beat Boise State by exactly 17. That was weird. Our Twitter question today, who needs to endorse BYU to help the Cougars lock down a Big 12 invite? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. At Cougbaka. <laughs> Clearly... <laughs> The governor of Texas. This has been proven in years past. I will be surprised if Houston doesn't get in. There was power in will that history repeat itself again? For those that don't know, will you explain the history there? Yes. Uh, Ann Richards, back in the day. Rest uh, in peace. Yes. May she rest in We did have to look up to find out if she was still with us. Uh, she is not. Because we wanted her endorsement. Yes. We thought. And, the, the second time yes, around. Yes. The second time yeah. around. Yeah. She is no longer with us. Uh, but back in the day, this BYU was being mentioned in the Big 12, and it looked like it was going to happen. And the governor of Texas, Ann Richards, said, uh-uh. You're, you're taking Baylor and really put uh, um, put her foot down and said, yeah. Baylor's in. And, and that's what happened. And BYU was not uh, brought into the Big 12. So when, when the governor of Texas this Greg, time around Greg Abbott yes, last week. said, uh, it's a non-starter. If Houston's not involved, I just, I just got this flashback to Governor Ann Richards when, when Baylor was chosen over BYU the last time. Yeah. That didn't work out well for BYU. But I feel way better about BYU's shot at this You're point. on board. You, your tweet was you think they're in. You yes. think they're going to the Big 12. I think that BYU will be invited. I'm you, so glad that you were on board. Where's the, where's the train? Like the tourney train hat. That we can the, turn tourney, that in. the tourney train hat is for the tourney, Yeah, but man. We, can, we can turn that into <laughs> the Big 12 train. Please, please no. We, have, we get enough of that for like three months. We don't need it for like eight. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the tweets coming. Use the hashtag BYUSN at Drew Scholl. Three words. Walker, Texas Ranger. Now, yes, if Chuck Norris, even a fake account, endorses BYU, I think think that's pretty big. At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94. POTUS. (laughs) Uh, That would be be good. I don't want certain endorsements from certain people, but <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of people that that you could say may, my, that may, that may not, backfire like, a little bit. Would I want one from uh, this person? Or that? No. Uh, who, what's the answer to this question for you? Who needs to endorse BYU to help the Cougars lock down a Big Twelve invite? Everybody wants to go celebrities, you know. That, that's the that's the way I look. Yeah, my, Cele- celebrities hold 
uh, a lot of weight. Yes. Yeah, they're very, very So I'm trying to think. First of all, I, I wouldn't mind Mitt Romney. Mitt that, Romney. That, that, hey, I, that's a fastball down the middle. I know. Okay, but here's the deal. Everybody loves Donnie and Marie. If we're going to go BYU, if we're going to go LDS culture, who better represent than Donnie and Marie? That's pretty good. You Donnie know what? I want Aaron Eckhart. Oh, he's B- wearing BYU gear. Yes, you I want Aaron Two-Face, Eckhart. Two-Face I, could, could represent. Yes. Yes, I want Eric, Aaron Eckhart. And he has BYU on one side and Cincinnati on the other. The two, the, he just plays the two. Yeah, he pulls out like a, like a picture of he, him from the back. Does he flip the coin? He flips the coin, and it's BYU. I like it. I <laughs> like it. Coming. At Blue Cougar, Bleed Cougar Blue. Every Texas Longhorn player on a team that was crushed by the BYU teams because it shall happen again. Can you imagine BYU in Texas in a conference game in Lavelle Edwards Stadium? That sounds amazing. Like, like that sounds like a juicy Here's the deal. I'm on gonna, the grill. I'm going to be honest with you. I would crave BYU versus Kansas at Lavelle Edwards Stadium at this point. Yes. Who's because that means nine games in the last five years. Because that means they're in. Yes. Give me, give me Iowa State. And Jake Heaps gets another year, and he's at Kansas. Oh. That's what I want. That's what I want. At Jay Bucha, 31. Hopefully I said that correctly. How has, no, how has nobody said uh, Trevor Maddich, one of the biggest advocates of BYU at ESPN, and he is on every college football show on ESPN? I think Trevor has done a pretty good job of uh, championing BYU's cause yes. to the Big 12. Everybody knows. And here's the, here's the deal. We were talking about this earlier. When, when guys are like former players, like if Steve Young comes out and endorses, people are in, in a way going to say, well, he has to say that. But here's the thing. It's a, it really it's not a homer pick when it's so obvious. So if Trevor Maddich comes out and says BYU, it's not because he, since he's a BYU guy, it's not he's being a homer. It's because they legitimately should be the number one target. Maybe he, maybe uh, these BYU people, if you will, or the connectors to BYU, should explain why. Maybe they give you an idea that you hadn't thought of or something from their perspective, as opposed to yeah, it should be BYU. Like if Steve Young says, hey, it should be BYU because of X. Maybe that would make more sense. I, I don't know. At SA underscore BYU fan. Nobody. Body of football work better than Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, and Baylor. I feel the same. We're having some fun with this. It's Monday. It's July 25th, right? We're basically waiting for fall camp to start. And then we can get into the season, and it's awesome. I believe that Houston needed an endorsement because they were not in a primary spot. Now they are near the front because of the influence of Texas. BYU does not no. need an endorsement. We're just having fun with it with a Twitter question. It almost, I don't know how you felt about this, but from my perspective, I didn't think Houston was even in the top four. And for them to correct, and then for them to skyrocket to like everyone, like, oh, yeah, well, of course, number one. It just boggles yes. my mind yes. that most people didn't even look at them as a top four candidate. They were on the outside looking. Apparently, all of the hype that they, they brought up by going and talking with Larry Scott from the Pac-12 apparently drummed up enough interest that people started championing their cause. It is interesting, isn't it? They're in the 10th uh, biggest TV market in America. Salt Lake City is 34th, by the way, which isn't bad. Um, yeah, they were not front runners in this conversation. Prior to, prior to Thursday, when I believe Greg Abbott, uh, the Texas governor, and the lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, not to be confused with the broadcaster, and the University of Texas president endorsed Houston, they were not at the front of the line. Look, now they're like number one or two. Now it feels like, 
BYU right there, Cincinnati floating around, Memphis, uh, those are UConn. Those are kind of your top five, it would appear. And we'll gauge more interest from Jason Kirk of SB Nation, who wrote an article, by the way, uh, the BYU fans will love the title of. This came out last week. The Big 12's expansion list should be BYU and then whoever else. We will talk to him coming up. Well, the good thing about the endorsements from the Texas governor is the good thing is most of the teams that are actually in the Big 12 are not in the state of Texas. You still are going to have to try and convince Oklahoma. And you know Oklahoma Texas don't get along. Oklahoma. And, I mean, the Kansas schools. Iowa State. I mean, it's not just the Texas schools. You, we talk about supermajority, which, which goes to our, our next, you know, the guy that tweeted in, at BYU Browards, or Browards? Browards? I don't know. Uh, eight out of the ten Big 12 schools. <laughs> if they don't endorse us, no other endorsement matters. That's, that's, a good that's point. the thing. But you need a supermajority of yeah. eight. Listen, Texas Tech sits there, I imagine, and goes, yes, Texas? Okay, yes, that's what we think as well. Like, there are yes. certain schools in uh, the Big 12 that look at Texas and disagree with Texas, right? Oklahoma feels like they're independent. Oklahoma's ego has grown the last couple of years as they've beaten, beaten up on Texas a little bit, although not last year, uh, that they have produced a Final Four team in football and basketball last year. They have the committee chairman, the voice, if you will, uh, among the presidents and chancellors. So Oklahoma, I mean, Oklahoma could blow this thing up. What people are not talking about is this. If Oklahoma uh, demanded some things and didn't get it, they could say, hey, SEC, what's up? And then Big 12 could be gone, right? Then Texas would be like, well, what are we doing here? This could all blow up. I think they're trying to save face right now. They're all in unison, which is good. It's good for BYU's aims and and missions to get into – a uh, Power 5 conference. But I, I want to explore the following idea, too. What if a Colorado left the, the Pac-12 and went back to the Big 12? Then what would happen? What would Utah because do without want, a rival? Oh, my gosh. Because I want BYU in the Pac-12 in the end. I want BYU in a Power 5 conference, but if I had a pick, it'd be the Pac-12. But I'll take the Big 12, trust me. I'll take whatever Power 5. But if you said, Do you honestly think that that's even an option? If Cal uh, had a different uh, knowing, understanding... Knowing- with BYU? Knowing the Maybe. hurdle <laughs> that BYU would have to jump in the eyes of certain schools in the Pac-12, do yeah. you honestly believe that is even an option? Only in desperation, but that's what I'm saying. If Colorado somehow left the Pac-12 and went back to the Big 12, I'm just a thought, I think that could create a little bit of a stir. Who, who would the Pac-12 bring in? Here's who, the deal. If who, the Pac-12 the got Pac-12 win, will expand? Yes, I do. Ultimately, they I think they go to 14. Who are they going to invite? Texas and Oklahoma. There you go. And now the Big 12 is gone, BYU, and BYU's <laughs> in it, and what happens, right? And then it, then it loses its P5. <laughs> and, then, and then it's the Big East again, yeah. right? That'd be rough, right? So I think right now, if you're BYU, you just want to get into the Big 12. Just get in. And then you see what happens. Even right? if it's football only, get Even in. Even if it's football only. We will address that and much more coming up. Continue to use the hashtag BYUSN. Who needs to endorse BYU to help the Cougars lock down a Big 12 invite? Coming up. How BYU TV would interact with ESPN and Fox in the Big 12. And Jason Kirk of SB Nation on where BYU stands in its bid to the Big 12. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back. Jaron Gordon and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio. Simulcast on BYU TV presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation, all about the social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, BYU Sports Nation. And on the Snapchat, you can find us at BYUSN. Check it out. Great content behind the scenes on all of those. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. 
According to ESPN.com, BYU's athletic director Tom Hummel has notified the Big 12 of interest in joining the conference and would be open to discussing a football-only option to get into the league. We discussed a lot of that earlier. We also found out uh, that Tom Hummel has been uh, doing interviews with national writers who have requested uh, interviews about this topic. So being proactive uh, is what's going on for Tom Hummel right now. Yeah, and that's that's what you want. I mean, that's what that's what we you know fans ha- have. You know, been like, I wonder, I wonder if Tom's talking to these guys. First Absolutely, of, he's always been talking to them. Now it's just being made public. Assume he's doing more than you think. Ab- I think that would be a absolutely. Right? That's a, that's a perfect way to describe it. BYU basketball's leading scorer Chase Fisher is taking his talents overseas to Italy after signing a one-year deal with the Italian team Givova Scafati. Exactly. That's the exact pronunciation. I think former BYU with my wide raspy, receiver with my raspy <laughs> hoarse voice. Cody Hoffman, former BYU wide receiver, the all-time leading receiver here, is back in the Canadian Football League. He joined the Montreal Alouettes on Friday as a practice squad player. Congratulations to Cody Hoffman and Jacob Brugman of the Nashville Sound. Went two for three with two RBI and a double yesterday as uh, his team defeated the Omaha Storm Chasers 6-5. to five. Last week, he, his name is Jason Kirk. He wrote an article called The Big 12's Expansion List Should Be BYU and Then Whoever Else. Among several articles about Big 12 expansion and BYU, he's the college football editor for SB Nation. Jason, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me. Uh, what's it like right now? As uh, Normally, the end of July is a little bit slow, but uh, things are pretty interesting with the Big 12 expansion talk, I imagine, in uh, your neck of the woods as it is with us. Yeah, we, uh, we kind of missed it. This offseason was, uh, you know, we sort of got used to expansion talk being kind of the offseason filler. <laughs> and we didn't really have it for a couple months there. It, it kind of looked like just idle speculation. And then the Big 12 officially threw the doors open, and now it's back at full blast, which is pretty nice in July. So what prompted this article? As we mentioned, the Big 12's expansion list should be BYU and then whoever else. Obviously, you think highly of BYU. Cougar fans love to hear it. What prompted you to go this direction? Uh, well, we looked at sort of the numbers that the Big 12 has, not exactly the numbers, but at least the criteria that the Big 12 has stated that it's taking a look at, and we don't know the exact metrics it's using, uh, but we know that it's athletic department quality, media market, fan base, academics are the main things that could actually be calculated. Uh, so we looked at a few numbers related to those things, and I mean, BYU just jumps out. In football, football history, it is no contest between BYU and basically everyone else. Um, you know, none of these others has a national championship or a Heisman. Uh, in recent football quality, you could make a case that Houston's, you know, Houston had one very good season. Cincinnati had a very good season. Uh, but BYU, year over year, is just more solid, um, you know, in, in, in terms of fan base, the, the attendance, it's, it's no contest not only at home, but also what BYU would bring on the road. Um, large alumni bases in Dallas and Houston and Kansas City, you know, basically all throughout the Big 12, um, you know, and, and, and academics. I mean, it's just across the board, BYU just jumped out as, as number one to me. Media markets would be the one of the two arguments against um, Salt Lake, obviously a smaller town, but BYU has fans in Phoenix, fans in you know fans all around Texas. So I think that balances out a little bit. Plus, we don't really know if media market is quite as important as it seemed to be during the uh, I guess the opening wave of this realignment thing back in 2010, 2011. You know, with the fall of, of cable TV to some degree. Uh, and the other thing would be the distance. But to me, if you go and add West Virginia, you don't really get to complain about distance anymore. You probably <laughs> find yourself. <laughs> 
Jason Kirk of SB Nation is on BYU Sports Nation. Does BYU's independent status and its ability to immediately jump into the conference uh, favor them in any way so that they don't have this AAC 27-month, $10 million bucks, uh, million per month uh, deal that would have to be figured out? Perhaps. You know, I mean, the Big 12 has a lot of money, and if it came down to them uh, needing to help out whoever they wanted at the conference, it, it could sway things. You know, if you want someone in your league by uh, 2017 or 2018, which, you know, one of those two would be what they'd want. They wouldn't want to wait till 2019 till somebody could afford to get in. Um, could be a factor. You know, you'd, you'd, you'd like to hope they have longer-term thinking and something like getting a team in one year sooner wouldn't make that much difference. But it's a thing to consider, you know, and the independents not having to possibly deal with a lawsuit like West Virginia did in order to get into the Big 12 uh, or, or any number of other things, or, you know, forfeited revenue um, could be a factor. I mean, BYU is obviously the most flexible in that regard. The Big 12 expansion has been a discussion for a very long time, and BYU has always been mentioned. But since this news officially broke five days ago, what do you think the perception of BYU is relative to the Big 12, in your opinion, after these past five days? I think it should be high. Obviously, Houston has risen because of the uh, support from basically every important person in Texas government and the University of Texas itself, which is very surprising. Um, and there's backroom stuff going on there, um, which, you know, it's Texas. There always will be. <laughs> if you all get into the Big 12, that's what you're getting into, by the way. So yeah, exactly. With that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so Houston's probably rising. I think most people have Cincinnati right around that top tier as well. If they were to add two teams, I think most people would expect Cincinnati and Houston to have very, very, very good chances. Um, but to me, if BYU is not in that mix in the national consciousness, it's, you know, probably just because there's been a lot of Houston headlines, you know, maybe Houston just made more noise over the past few days. So I don't know if I would judge it based on just that. I think if people, you know, sit down and and analyze everything, I I think it's pretty clear that uh, BYU is one of the two best choices. He's Jason Kirk. He uh, writes for SB Nation. He's college football editor. What would your reaction be if BYU wasn't invited to the Big 12? Uh, it would be, uh, it would be a little confusing. You know, they've said, they've said, uh, they might expand to four teams. If BYU wasn't included in that group, that would be basically baffling. You know, if they go and add Houston, Cincinnati, Memphis, UConn, I don't, you know, uh, if, if BYU didn't make a four team cut, that would be very perplexing. If, if it was, if it was a two team kind of thing, then it's okay. Well, Houston's nearby. That saves on travel. Texas made a deal with Houston. And if Cincinnati's the other team, well, Cincinnati's a pretty good candidate as well, and you get into Ohio, and it's not that far, travel partner for West Virginia. Uh, if it's two teams and it's Houston and Cincinnati, not that outrageous. I would think it's a mistake, but there are reasonable arguments for Houston and Cincinnati. What makes more sense, two or four teams for the Big 12 uh, to use in expansion? I think in, with the way media is going going forward, um, four teams can make a lot of sense. I think if we were still definitely under the cable TV media markets math, you'd say two because then you get your conference championship game that makes money without cutting up the pie too many ways. Um, obviously, an argument against, say, Houston is they do not bring a lot of revenue to the table. But we don't really know how media is going to work in 10 years, in 20 years. So to me, just bring on all the decent teams you can. You know, I think, in my opinion, you have BYU, Houston, Cincinnati. Then you have a bunch of options that are just decent. 
any of them are fine. Sure, just grab one to throw in there. But uh, in my opinion, I think go big here. Every you know um, the the SEC, ACC, Big Ten. There are fourteen teams. Sure, match that. Uh, you know they're all better than Iowa State, and you already have them, so <laughs> you can't exactly do any more damage here. <laughs> Regardless of who they go with and what direction they go with two or four, when do you think the Big Twelve? actually does something on this when do they make a move uh my colleague Stephen godfrey put up a story today uh, mostly about houston that uh, according to his reporting two schools that are in contention officials there believe the window for evaluation is between 60 and 90 days um which would put us right in the middle of the football season hmm. uh which means a good start by these teams could be very important um because obviously you don't want to add a team that's one in four or whatever uh, but yeah, at that point, all bets are off. Any guess is as good as any. You know, it could take five years. Who knows? This is the Big 12. I would never bet on anything. But, uh, as far as we know, the Big 12 will at least have its information lined up within the next two or three months. As for when the decision comes, no telling. Let's get crazy a little bit. Um, what, what if, what if Oklahoma decides, uh, you know, at some point they want to be- they want to bounce or soon that Colorado's like oh we would actually rather go to the Big 12 could could any kind of scenario like that blow up what the Big 12 is hoping to do which is kind of salvage the conference uh if, if you know if we're talking about could the Big 12 blow up in any number of spectacular ways the answer is always <laughs> yes uh as we know and as Oklahoma has admitted at two different points at least it almost left for the Pac-12 over the past five or six years uh, we know Texas did as well. We know Colorado did. We know Baylor tried to. Um, uh, Oklahoma State and Texas Tech would have gone along. Texas A&M and Missouri left for the SEC. Uh, Nebraska has no regrets about leaving. Um, any number of things, disastrous things could happen. Uh, I believe Oklahoma's president has mentioned a couple times uh, that the Big Ten and SEC are sort of always options for Oklahoma. I, I'm not sure. I, I can't recall off the top of my head exactly how explicitly he laid that out publicly, but anybody, any conference would take Oklahoma. Uh, if things if things start to go south, if Oklahoma doesn't like the way things go, Oklahoma can leave without any problem at all. Same for Texas. Um, so, yeah, and as far as Colorado coming back, uh, Kansas State head coach Bill Snyder said a few days ago that he knows of a school or two that went back in, which is probably wishful thinking, but if Colorado came back, you could defend it. I mean, they'd be making about the same amount of money, joining a conference with at least some upside. The Pac-12 is basically maxed out uh, as far as money goes. And, uh, you know, it, it, this is where they're from. You know, Texas recruiting, uh, California recruiting is nice, but you always miss Texas recruiting. So if Colorado were to come back, it, it, it wouldn't be indefensible. I don't think it'll happen, but sure, it's the Big 12. Anything can happen. All the and that's the new theme I think uh, for this upcoming year. Anything can happen. Once you're champion, anything can happen. When when we look at the expansion candidates, they're all Group of Five or independent. Is there are there any potential Power Fives, Colorado, namely, uh, that we're missing in this? That maybe out of the blue would actually throw a wrinkle into this conversation. A lot of people speculate that Arizona and or Arizona State could be on the table. I don't believe we've ever seen anything concrete or specific or credible there, but they're close. Um, they would be better gets than, you know, UCF or whatever. Uh, you know, they'd, they'd, certainly be, they'd certainly boost your conference. Um, 
I think those are the only ones I've seen as far as Power 5 teams that might jump in this round, at least. Of course, in the last round, FSU won it into the Big 12 because it didn't like the ACC's TV money, and now the Big 12 is expanding because it wants the ACC's TV money. So life comes at you fast. Jason, we appreciate the time. Great stuff. We'll continue to uh, watch your work on SB, uh, SB Nation. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Jason Kirk on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. 60 to 90 days. What, what do you think of that timeline? That actually... Is that longer than you that, thought? That actually think? seems a bit longer, but mm. here's the thing. This has, been, this has taken so long to begin with, yeah. it, it probably shouldn't surprise us. But again, what he said his colleagues hearing you know, could happen anywhere between 60 and 90 days. I, I thought that the Big 12 might want to capitalize on a lot of the positive publicity they've had. And do it pretty quick? And, and do it, well, maybe not. I don't know if I would consider you know, 30 to 60 quick, but quicker than 60 to 90 days. Yeah, it, it'll take several weeks at a minimum. I, I, my just out of the blue estimate, 3 to 12 weeks. 3 to 12 weeks, right? Hey, coming up, the Cougar Whip Round, the Elite Tweet of the Day, but first... How BYU TV benefits the Big 12. He's got the blue goggles on. The senior coordinating producer of BYU TV Sports, Michael Miner, is ready to rock. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard live from Studio B. Remember, if you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation live... Catch the rebroad, rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern Time. You can also go to the BYU TV app to find that. If you've not downloaded the BYU TV app, please do. You do will it, not be free. disappointed. It's free. It is free. Yeah. You will not be disappointed. You get live content. You get on-demand content. That's BYU TV programming, sporting events, BYU Sports Nation. You can't go wrong with that. Absolutely. And BYU TV has grown over the years. Um, started in 2001 and has grown to uh, a significant number. And, and when I tell people in how many homes it's in on TV, linearly, uh, uh, over the air, people are surprised, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU TV reached 55 million homes over the air, not to mention globally online. That's reaching a lot of people. It's more than you think, right? Which uh, introduces our next guest. The, the boss here, he's our boss, BYU TV Sports Senior Coordinating Producer, Michael Miner. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thanks. I feel like I work here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait a minute. You're, oh, yeah, we've never had you on the show, so here we are. And we wanted to bring you on because there are questions, and you did an article with SB Nation, yep. with Matt Brown, about this subject, but uh, how BYU TV would interact with the Big 12 if BYU was in this, that conference. That's a loaded question. We'll dive into some specifics, but how would that interaction work with the Big 12? I think it would work better than a lot of people are giving it credit for. I think people look at BYU TV as a entity like ESPN, but it's not because BYU TV, first of all, is not 24-7 sports. Uh, we have robust programming beyond sports. Sports is a lot of what we do, but we have other original programming. But the biggest thing is we're nonprofit. And all of those other entities, it's all about the dollar. They want to make money off their commercial sales we don't do that. That's not what our model is about. Our model is about coverage for our primary stakeholder, which is BYU. How do the football TV rights work now versus, say, what's going on in the Big 12? Well, you have, you have tiered broadcast rights, and that's what really drives everything. It's all about 
the rights and the money and the revenue attached to the rights. And so you have tiered rights. Right now, the Big 12 has ESPN as its primary rights holder, Fox as its secondary or second-tier rights holder. And then beyond that, uh, you've got the Longhorn Network, which comes in and takes part of their inventory and does a lot of Olympic sports for the University of Texas. And that's where I see BYU TV as a similarity, although the Longhorn Network is an ESPN property. It's commercial. And so they're, again, in it for revenue. BYU TV is, is not in it for revenue. And so that's where I see BYU TV really as an asset more than a conflict in this expansion discussion. Michael Miner, Senior Coordinating Producer for BYU TV Sports, is on BYU Sports Nation. So let's say BYU gets invited to the Big 12. They're in. You mentioned ESPN and Fox. So BYU has six home games. Uh, in theory, how would that work with BYU TV, and how would that maybe change things, if at all? I really don't think it changes a lot because we already – acquiesce to a primary broadcaster, which is ESPN, on football especially. ESPN comes in and takes, you know, all but one game by contract. And so we work very well with ESPN. Uh, We work side-by-side with them. In fact, we enhance their broadcast when they come to Provo by giving them five camera positions that they don't normally have. And I think that's how we can be an asset to – the Big 12. Now, I know they're talking that they're not going to immediately do a conference network, but since we have these robust facilities, since we have been doing this for a long time, since we do have that digital platform that goes worldwide that you were talking about, we automatically provide some assets, again, to the conference that allows them to, okay, okay, if we want to be more uh, present online, Here's somebody that already knows how to do that. If we need somebody to help enhance us when we come to Provo and broadcast games and provide us with extra camera positions or resources like facilities and crew, we're here. We're ready to help. There are a lot of regional sports networks out there. And for those that may not necessarily know, how is BYU TV different from those regional sports networks? Well, we're we're not regional. We're national, as you said in the stat of the day we go to over 55 million homes over the air but where our real juice is i think is byu tv has a legitimate or byu i should say has a legitimate worldwide following uh a great example of that is a couple of years ago when we went to murfreesboro tennessee of all places to play middle tennessee state and we were doing the countdown to kickoff show uh, our pregame show And we got an invitation for Spencer to go over and speak to a group of alumni. And I'm thinking, oh, there's probably going to be 150, 200, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. 5,300 people (laughs) were there. It was a home game for BYU. And they treated Spencer like a rock star. And so they always do. Yeah. You know, (laughs) that's, and I think that's the validation of what BYU TV is. It it has reached to a national fan base that has a huge appetite for this product. And I think that can play really well within a conference because we can do heavy lifting beyond the revenue sports like football and men's basketball. We can do a lot of what we're already doing, which is shoulder programming like this and Olympic sports. 
Yeah, so help me understand this too. So primary rights holders would come in in football at ESPN and Fox, and then I think in basketball it's ESPN for the Big 12, right? Yep. Uh, They get first pick, and then whatever they don't do would go to the next tier, and that's where potentially BYU TV would come in and say, okay, we'll do whatever isn't done by the primary rights holders. Is that how it works? Right. Same with Olympic sports. Yeah, which is exactly what's happening right now. Um, Even with the WCC, WCC launched its own TV network, the WTV, we work very well with that. We don't have any problems with it. In fact, we collaborate with the WCC. So, again, you ask what would be the huge paradigm shift. I don't think there is a huge paradigm shift. I think we would fold very nicely into this because there's not a competitive element. We are a resource for the university. We're owned and operated by Brigham Young University. And so, of course, we're going to do whatever our bosses over in the administration building and our big bosses up at the building in Salt Lake tell us that we should do. But what we provide is a huge resource that has a lot of experience doing high-quality television. Thanks for clearing some of that up. We appreciate you coming down from the uh, second floor to the first floor. Thanks. It was was really (laughs) a chore. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Okay, coming up, Cody Hoffman rejoins the Canadian Football League. And where will Chase Fisher play basketball next season? And keep the tweets coming. Who needs to endorse BYU to help the Cougars lock down a Big 12 invite? This is BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. According to ESPN.com, BYU's athletic director Tom Homo has notified the Big 12 of interest in joining the conference and would be open to discussing a football-only option to get into the league. Also, former BYU wide receiver Cody Hoffman back in the Canadian Football League. He joined the Montreal Alouettes Friday as a practice squad player. Men's basketball. BYU's leading scorer Chase Fisher is taking his talents overseas to Italia after signing a one-year deal with Giovanni Scavati. Cougars in the minors. Well done. Jacob Brugman of the AAA Nashville Sound went two for three with two RBI and a double yesterday. Also, Colton Mahoney, pitcher for the single-A Staten Island Yankees, allowed four hits, four earned runs, and four strikeouts through six in their loss yesterday. And one other baseball note, Colton Shaver hit a home run in the home run derby in Omaha and was eliminated in the first round. Cougars in the PGA. Where Blair and Summer Hayes didn't make the cut at the RBC Canadian Open. Today's Rise and Shouts brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. It goes Chase Fisher. He's going to get paid to play basketball next year. Congratulations. Absolutely. The elite, the elite tweet of the day. We can't forget that. Twitter question. It. Who needs to endorse Fiori to help the Cougars lock down a Big 12 invite? At Kipkint. Chuck Norris. Superman may wear Chuck Norris pajamas, but Chuck wears, wears P- BYU pajamas. Hashtag Walker, Texas Ranger. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to John Tate. We'll see you tomorrow.